Hi, this is Stephanie Hansen, and you are listening to The Makers of Minnesota, where we talk to cool people doing cool things. And this episode of The Makers of Minnesota is brought to you by the Art Along the Lake Fall Studio Tour in Cook County. It's a 10-day tour. It features 22 home artist studios and galleries and over 55 different artists. You can find a map with more information about the tour at visitcookcounty.com backslash fall studio tour. And I have the pleasure today of talking to one of the artists that's on the tour, Neil Sherman. Hi, Neil. Hey, how's it going? It's great. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about how it is that you got involved in this tour and how long have you lived in Cook County? Uh, I've been in Cook County for uh, just about 15 years. And I first got involved with the uh, Art Along the Lake tour, essentially when it first started. So this is its third year. And um, yeah, they, they the Crossing Borders event ended for whatever reason. Yeah. And then there were a lot of people up in this area that were were part of that tour and that event um, crossing borders was a huge, um, you know, a huge part of their career. You're making, you know, a huge part of their income. And so I think uh, Cook County felt like there was an opportunity to fill that void and expand it and, and add other artists. And so they opened it up to essentially any artist working in Cook County. And um, So can you yeah, tell so me that's... a little bit about that? So how long have you lived in Cook County? Uh, I've been here about 15 years. And what kind of art do you do, Neil? I do plein air landscape painting. So plein air is a French term for open air or outside. So I work primarily outside on location uh, year-round. And then oftentimes I'll take those smaller outdoor sketches and take them into the studio and do, um, you know, larger larger pieces from the smaller studies. So I'm assuming, and I've looked at your website, uh, I'm assuming that part of the reason you're in the area that you're in is because you're inspired by the outdoors, but the elements are, have got to be challenging with the kind of artwork that you produce. Yeah, it can be, it can be a little, uh, a little daunting. Um, there's an event that, um, the Grand Marie Art Art Colony started a number of years ago and that, um, and now it's organized by a group called the Outdoor Painters of Minnesota. But essentially, we go up to... I didn't know there um, was such a thing, Neil. An Outdoor Painters yeah. of Minnesota painting group? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not... They're relative... Well, no, they've been around for a long time. Um, but yeah, there's a there's an organization um, based out of Minneapolis, and they do a lot of plein air events. But anyways, um, getting back to the weather being challenging, we... So every, every year, we've been... We do a, a winter painting trip, essentially, uh, up the Gunflint Trail, and we stay uh, at a YMCA camp, Minogen. Sure, I and, know where Minogen is. Yeah, so they in the wintertime, they open up their facilities to, you know, large groups, and they do programming and stuff. And so we go up there and do plein air painting. And this past year was probably, I wouldn't be surprised if it was the coldest plein air <laughs> painting event ever anywhere uh the high temperature for the whole week this is the high temperature uh we we got there the first day i think it was zero degrees and we were there for five days the rest of the week the high temperature was minus 17 wow and it's got to be hard to move your brush and your fingers when it's that cold yeah yeah it gets your fingers get pretty painful if you're not too careful uh and the paint I I can usually paint outside when it's pretty cold, 
Um, but at that temperature, boy, the paint just got, it didn't matter what you mix with it or if you put, you know, any medium into the paint, it was just really hard. To I bet. Around. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is it about the area where you live that inspires you to paint outdoors? Oh man, this is just about everything. I mean, there's the lake, um, and it's always changing. And I, what I really love about the area here is the sky and the clouds. And anytime a storm front goes through on the tail end of those storm fronts, particularly in the summertime, you just get, you can get these really amazing uh, cloud formations, and they're just dramatic. And um, you, sometimes you go out and try to paint them, and they change so fast that you can't capture it and other times it's you know it holds still long enough to uh, for you to kind of get the essence of of what is what's happening um but i think that's probably one of the things that i love the most about it when um, when when did you start this particular type of painting have you always done plein air painting uh, no um i studied art at st john's university and then graduated in 92 st john's in collegeville and I had a, I got uh, an art degree there, but they didn't do landscape painting, which is what I really wanted to do. Sure. Um, and then a number of years after I graduated, I found out about a painter in St. Paul named Joe Paquette, who was a landscape painter. Um, and he was doing the kind of paintings that I had always imagined myself doing. And so um, I started taking classes with him, and that was in the fall of 97. So it's 20-some years that I've been been doing this. And when you go on this tour, the artist tour, you're literally, people can literally come into your homes and in your studios. Is that how it works? Yeah, yep. So I have my studio in the first floor of my house. Um, yeah, people come around, and it's kind of an opportunity to for visitors to see where people are creating their art. Um, and everyone's got a different... You know, set up. Some people have actual studios. Um, other people um, are part of, a, you know, galleries. Particularly in right in Grand Marais, there's a number of galleries. Um, but I've had my studio at my house the last few years, and I have. Uh, I've done a kind of interesting thing, where I have on the outside of my house, I have black. The siding is black shingles, and there's a lot of space. Like there's big blank wall space with no windows and so i hang paintings on the outside of the house as a little extra oh that's cool a little a little extra yeah um, flair as it were yeah and display space because my house is pretty small and so there's not in inside there's not a lot of wall space to hang stuff so i just said well hey i'll just throw it i love it it looks really cool yeah during the course of the tour about how many people come into your home oh I think it kind of varies from place to place. I think, you know, I think, well, I guess I don't really know. I probably had last year maybe, maybe between, you know, 200 people or so. Oh, yeah, that's quite a bit. Think of the numbers. Yeah. And, you know, it's a 10-day tour, so the weekends, it covers two weekends, full weekends, and so those are busier. And then during the middle of the week, of course, it's a little bit slower. Does it feel um, weird to have people come into your workspace in your house? I would think that might be kind of private, sort of. Um, it's not too bad. Uh, it, it's good motivation to clean. <laughs> and, of course. Uh, so that helps. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I guess I don't really feel too awkward about it. Um, you know, I, I think people, in some ways, people kind of 
kind of enjoy that like you get to see sort of a live workspace and, exactly you know it's not a, it's not a you know square white studio with yeah no lights it's really different i bet and, it's a lot more interesting and then there's a lot of for me and i think a lot of other people who have studios in their homes um you know you get to see a lot of like i have some of my own personal like not artwork that i've collected that not not made sure. by me and people get to see you get a little glimpse into your life just more than just a, you know just the painting i guess like oh wow look he spills paint on the floor or oh i love that braided rug or where did you get the stool you sit out you know stuff right like that. right well the tour <laughs> is brought to us by uh cook county and fall on the north shore of lake superior as you said is a beautiful time to visit and there's art along the lake fall studio tour but they also when you're there they have great places to lodge great places to eat and the tour happens during peak fall colors and it spans 10 days and again features 22 home artist studios and galleries and over 55 different artists who get their inspiration from lake superior and the surrounding beauty you might remember the decades-long crossing borders fall tour that uh, neil mend neil mentioned and it ended in 2016 so they picked up and decided hey we should continue to do this because this is a pretty cool event so besides visiting with Neil, you can visit with other makers and artists and get access to their closed home studios, which is cool. This, I, this is kind of a one-of-a-kind thing, I would assume. Do other people do something like this, Neil? Have you ever heard of anything like this before in any other places? I know there's a I, – I'm, I'm sure it happens. I know, and I know in, um, there's a big pottery tour, I think, down along the St. Croix um um i'm trying i can't remember the name of it yeah it sounds cool um but so yeah i think i, I think there's a lot of different art tours around but i don't i don't really familiar with sure do you know any of the other artists that are going to be on the tour and can you tell me about what other types of art people might experience besides your painting yeah oh my gosh there's a little bit of everything um if you so if you come up to my end of the tour which is on the we're on kind of the far end of the lake um toward grand portage um, there's um, uh, Dan and Lee Ross, who are amazing uh, sculptors and printmakers, and they have a really cool studio right on the lake. Uh, Lou Pignolet does these amazing wood bowl, uh, wood churned bowls, um, and he's always demonstrating. Yeah, um, that's hard to do. Uh, I would imagine. I mean, geez, to stick a big chunk of wood in this high rotating lathe and and chop it down. Would yeah, be, it's hard. It'd be daunting. And Joe Wood is a, um, she does these amazing felted and beaded paintings that are really cool. She's kind of on our end of the tour. But there's I think there's everything from pottery to jewelry to um, fused glass. Um, yeah, it's, there's a variety. Of stuff. And then if you go into town and hit the galleries, then, you know, they have even more stuff on top of right. that. So, when people are in town, is there a restaurant that you like? Oh, they're all good. Um, my favorite uh, place, um, I don't know if it'll be open. Hopefully it'll be open. But the, the Crooked Spoon is really excellent. And they, I know they have kind of varying hours. It probably will be open. But they above, uh, they have this great little, um, uh, I forget what it's called, but it's like a little wine bar. Oh, it's, sweet. It's, it sits up above, above the restaurant, and it's sort of designed for... Um, you know, when there's a wait list, you can go up there and yeah, have a drink. And I like you can it. actually have food up there. It's really cool. It's a cool view of Grand Marais. Um, 
that's pretty neat. When, so it, it's just kind of out of the way. It's really cool. When people come to visit Grand Marais, is there any, like, what do you tell them about it? Why do you think people should come other than the beautiful fall colors and the lake, of course, and the tour? Yeah, it's just a quaint little, quaint little place. Um, it feels really remote, um, especially if you're driving, you know, when you drive into town, you come around this curve and uh, you can see way down the lake and there's just this little spit of land that's Grand Marais. And you just sort of get this whole sense of like, wow, this is a pretty big place and I'm pretty small in it. And, and I feel like I can see that in your paintings too, actually. When yeah. um, I was looking online at the gallery that you have, I I get a sense, a real sense of place of Grand Marais by looking at yeah, the paintings thanks. that you do. Um, your yeah, website you. is neilshermanart.com. When people yep. are looking at your art, like, do you actually sell art when people come to the tour? Is that the goal? I would assume it is. Yes. Yep. How do you know how much to price your art at? Because, like, oh. there's probably no amount that you really can get for it that makes sense. You know what I mean? Because you work so yeah. hard on them. It's uh, it was just right before you called. I was looking at a at a podcast that the title was, you know, six ways to price your paintings, <laughs> you know, and I thought, Oh, I should read that or look or listen to yeah. it. Um, just to hear what they have to say, but it's really subjective. Um, I think it kind of depends on where you're at in your career. I guess I kind of look at what people, what other, like my peers, what painters that do similar work are sure. charging for their stuff. Um, you know, what's your, what's your reputation? I mean, do you have, um, like there's a lot of other plein air painting events that happen around the country and there's people that do the tours, you know, they kind of do the circuit mm -hmm. of those events and, you know, do well at those. I think that ups your reputation a little bit. And I think if you, if your reputation is nice and that affords you a little leeway to maybe bump your prices up a little bit. And do you ever um, anticipate? And I think a little, I think part of it might be the, you know, the market where you're living um, but I don't know, I have a lot of experience with other markets across the country, but just Grand Marais, so. And when you sell a piece of art, like, what does that feel like? Are you sad to see it go, or does it feel like, oh, this is excellent, I've succeeded? <laughs> it depends on what the bank account looks like. Sure. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm always excited. I mean, to have somebody pay a lot of money for, um, you know, something that's really personal to you, um, you know, the best example that I can, you know, I can share is like, I did one, this is a number of years ago, I did just because I wanted to do it for myself. Um, I did this painting of, it was a rainy, I think it was a fall day, it was rainy, and there was construction, I was living in the city, so there was construction going on, and there was a backhoe with, with the backhoe bucket just stuck in the mud. And there's mud on it, and there's mud, there's piled mud, mud everywhere. And it's like, you know, I'm just going to make a painting of that because I like it. And I'm like, you know, who's ever going to want to buy sure. this? And somebody bought it. And so I'm like, wow, that's, you know, that's amazing when you, uh, to me, when you can sort of affect somebody by, you know, painting something that's a lot of people would just say, you know, wow, what's the, what's the appeal to that? Sometimes um, that's what the appeal is, though, is it's like seeing something in a different way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, but it's but extra exciting because, at least for me, and I'm sure for other artists, you, know, you, sort of, you sort of question yourself, like, is this painting going to sell? Or maybe I should paint something that I know everyone's going to like or mm -hmm. you think everyone's going to like. 
and sometimes that works and sometimes it blows up in your face um so i always kind of lean toward you know just paint the things that you love and trust that you're going to have an audience for that somewhere I must... And it's worked out. It's worked out pretty well for me. Like I, I, I feel comfortable trusting that. But it's exciting when, you know, people respond the way to something that you see that's sort of out of the ordinary. About how long does each painting take you? It varies. Typically, a typical session outside is like around two to three hours. Um, you know, if you're working on like early morning or late evening, obviously you're, the light is changing quickly, so you're forced to move a little faster. So maybe it's an hour. Um, Yes, yeah, so anywhere from an hour to three hours is pretty standard. And you can get a painting done in that time, or you're, like, how many hours total would be in a typical piece of work? I try to, if I'm working outside, I try to finish it on location. Oh, you're kidding. No. Um, and if it's a bigger piece, sometimes that will, you know, I'll get, I'll get it 80 or 90% done outside, and then just take it back into the studio and, yeah, cool. and tweak it, tweak it just for... You know, just from from my, like, oh, this need it could use a little work here, could need something here, take something out there. Sure. Um, but yeah, typically I try to. I like to finish it on the spot. And Neil, I really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. Again, yeah. it is visit Cook County, and Neil, perhaps I'll see you on the tour. That'd be great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us today on this Makers Podcast. We appreciate it. This episode of the Makers of Minnesota, featuring Neil Sherman, was brought to you by the Art Along the Lake fall studio tour in cook county it spans 10 days and features 22 home artist studios and galleries and over 55 different artists you can find a map with more information about the tour that is september 27th through october 6th at visit cookcounty.com backslash fall studio tour